Ave Maria, and welcome to Divine Poetry, a series that explores the chronological parallels between the history of the Catholic Church and the Old Testament. If you're new to this concept, go back and watch my interview with Kevin Davis. The link is in the video description below. To make things more simple, I have divided up church history and the Old Testament into eight color-coded time periods. Below you can see a scrolling bar with the names, dates, and the Old Testament books for each period. Use this timeline to guide you in each video. The color frame of each video will match the time period that we're discussing. Now, let's start today's episode. The Kingdom of Israel was weakened by the apostasy of the ten northern tribes, who abandoned the true worship of God and they followed the idols of the neighboring nations. The rise of Babylon also threatened the survival of the remaining two tribes of Benjamin and Judah, who were faithful to the covenant. The Babylonian king Nabuchodonosor invaded Jerusalem and he destroyed the city and the temple. He also captured the Davidic king and he brought him back to Babylon as a prisoner. The Jews lost their land and their sovereignty. They had to live in exile under pagan and secular rulers who oppressed and mocked them. Among the exiles was the prophet Ezekiel, who prophesied about the restoration of Israel and the temple. He described a mystical temple which had waters flowing from its right side. The waters flowed eastward, bringing life and healing wherever they went. Another prophet, Jeremiah, was in Jerusalem during the Babylonian conquest and he warned the people of the impending doom, and he warned them to repent. Just before the Babylonians came, Jeremiah hid the Ark of the Covenant in a cave to keep it safe from the invaders. The Ark was holy, pure, and untouchable, and it was to remain out of the filthy hands of the Babylonians. He then closed off the entrance to the cave, and he told nobody where he hid the Ark. Now, on our timeline of parallels, Christendom underwent the same decline as the Kingdom of Israel in the Old Testament. For just as the Kingdom of Israel was split up into two by the apostasy and revolt of Jeroboam, so too was Christendom split in two by the apostasy and revolt of Martin Luther. The remaining Catholic kingdoms of the South were weakened by secular and worldly ideologies, which eventually led to the French Revolution in 1789. The Catholic French monarch was deposed, starting a new era of secular republicanism that swept across Europe in coming decades. Like Nabucodonosor, who took two Judean kings into exile, Napoleon took two popes into exile, Pope Pius VI and Pope Pius VII. The worldly forces that were unleashed at the French Revolution, they metastasized in coming decades. Now the forces of evil had their sights set on the Papal States. So what are the Papal States? Well, the Papal States were lands in central Italy that the Pope ruled as a king, just like the kings of England or France ruled over their kingdoms. They were a gift from Pepin, the father of Charlemagne, way back in 756 AD, and they were given to safeguard the Pope's freedom and independence from other monarchs. However, in the mid-1800s, the Freemasons wanted to destroy the temporal power of the papacy so they could silence and subjugate the church, or so they thought. 
At that time in Italy, there was a patchwork of different kingdoms and states, such as the Kingdom of Savoy, the Kingdom of the Two Sicilies, Benevento, and the Papal States, and many others. But it was the King of Savoy, Victor Emmanuel II, who was a Freemason, and all of his buddies, they wanted to, they wanted to unify Italy under one king, and the Pope and the Papal States stood directly in their way. So they seized part of the Papal States in 1860, and they came back in 1870 to finish their fiendish plot. The Freemasons, they breached the Aurelian walls of Rome, and they stole the Papal States by force in 1870, interrupting the First Vatican Council, which never reconvened as a result. So from then on, the Popes called themselves prisoners in the Vatican, and they never left the Vatican out of protest, and they didn't even show themselves on the Papal balcony overlooking St. Peter's Square. Okay, so during the run-up to all these events, Our Lady was appearing in France. In 1846, she appeared in La Salette, weeping for the church and the coming chastisements, just like the prophet Jeremiah was weeping for Jerusalem before it was conquered by the Babylonians. Our Lady also appeared in Lourdes in 1858 in a cave, only a few years before the Papal States were taken and stolen from the church. Now, Lourdes, of course, is famous for the miraculous spring of water that was unearthed by St. Bernadette. This miraculous spring has cured countless people from their physical ailments and also their spiritual ailments. And my wife and I can attest to this. We visited Lourdes in 2003, and Our Lady cured us and set us on a path back into the church and eventually out of the Novus Ordo. So truly, the waters of Lourdes are miraculous. Now, what is one of the things that is utterly fascinating about the Lourdes Basilica and the Miraculous Spring is that they match the physical description given by Ezekiel in this chapter 47, verses 1 and 2. And let me read those for you. And he brought me out to the gate of the house, and behold, waters issued out from, the, out, out from under the threshold of the house toward the east. For the forefront of the house looked toward the east. But the waters came down to the right side of the temple, to the south part of the altar. And he led me out by the way of the north gate, and he caused me to turn to the way without the outward gate, to the way that looked toward the east. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. So just like this temple, the Basilica of Lords faces east. And the water in this account from Ezekiel issued from under the threshold of the temple, just like the Lord's springs issue out from under the threshold of the basilica. The waters came down the right side of the temple, just as the spring is on the right side of the basilica. And also, uh, most importantly, of course, the waters healed and gave life everywhere they went, just like the spring at Lord's does also. And again, I'm a living witness to this. So let's review here. Before the Babylonians conquered Jerusalem and brought the Jews back to Babylon as prisoners, Jeremiah hid the ark in a cave. And just before the Italian Freemasonic forces conquered Rome and the Papal States, and the popes became prisoners in the Vatican, Our Lady, the new ark, also appeared in a cave. Before the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem, Jeremiah wept profusely. He says in Jeremiah chapter 13, verse 17, but if you will not hear this, my soul shall weep in secret for your pride. Weeping it shall weep, and my eyes shall run down the tears, because the flock of the Lord is carried away captive. And then, of course, before the attacks on the Papal States, shortly before them, 
Our Lady of La Salette was weeping profusely for the church in 1846. In captivity, the prophet Ezekiel prophesied about a temple with its healing and life-giving water that would issue forth from under the threshold. And at Lourdes, the miraculous spring flows from under the threshold of the basilica and remarkably matches the description from Ezekiel. But this is not all. The actual basilica itself, complete with its winding walkways, inner and outer courts, its gates, and its stacked three-chambered church construction, also seemed to be prophesied in the temple account from Ezekiel as well. Now, for more on these parallels and many more concerning Lords and the prophet Jeremiah and Ezekiel, check out the links in the video description and you can see a lot more that I didn't cover in this video. And one more thing, if you want something for your coffee table, check out this book that goes through the major apparitions of Our Lady and how they all seem to be vividly prefigured in the Old Testament by stories about the Ark and the Prophets. The link is likewise in the video description. So tune in next week for more chronological parallels between church history and the Old Testament. Ave Maria.